Hi, Gulls. Hello. Well. Doing well. Everyone sounds V excited. Yes. <laughs> Out here surviving, possibly thriving. Oh, no. thriving, you say. Yeah, that's just that's just positive, Emily. Wishful thinking, yeah. Emily. Mm-hmm. You got to put it I, out there into the universe. I love that about you. And I appreciate the positive mm-hmm. energy because I just haven't had any. You gotta get, you gotta put it need. out, guys, and then it comes. It it does, but I did have an exciting thing happen. So, for people who follow me on the gram, you've already read my whole emotional post about my spirit guide, but. I had a one-on-one with my media mentor recently and I just expressed that like everyone in my class is just so talented and they've got like these broad things that they can do that I just cannot do. So I was just telling her like I feel not super confident right now. Like I am comparing myself to other people and I know that I shouldn't because we're all so different, but my brain just works that way. So she made me take a guess at who my spirit guide was. And I was just, I was very upfront and that like, I feel like maybe this is just who I want it to be, but this is who I've always thought it was. And I told her that I think it's my uncle who I've talked about a lot. He is like the whole reason that I got into the paranormal because he passed away when I was really young. And she was like, that's exactly who it is. So... One exciting thing for this this past week. Amazing. It made me really happy and put me in good spirits just knowing that this person who I love so, so much is always there with me. So that's a beautiful thing. And I love that. It's for getting you. emotional again. Yeah. You know, I was, I even cried when I told her, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm going to cry. <laughs> but uh, so, you know. We Just, love it. We love it. We love it. <laughs> I say as I'm like choking back tears. <laughs> so she does. She is a little teary eyed, but she doesn't have to be. Uh, it's exciting. Oh, it so yes, I honestly I encourage everyone to like work with a medium and find out who your spirit guides are because that like pulled me out of the funk that I was in. Just knowing that someone I care about so much actually is there, kind of helping to guide me through life. She also said that he's been my spirit guide since even before I was born in past lives. Like, there's just a connection there, which, ah, uh, God. Wow, wow. It's heavy stuff. So special. Yeah. So I, I strongly encourage everyone to find out about your spirit guides because it might, it might help bring a new perspective to things for you. Definitely. Have you gotten into who you were in a past life? Uh, Sarah and I talked about that before she was actually my mentor and she said that I was a rancher, which I haven't dug into a whole lot, but I think that just based on like how disciplined they are and like the structure that they put into their lives, I think kind of reflects who I am as a person and like how I am very like scheduled and just particular (laughs) about how things are done. So you are a morning person. You wake up pretty early. It's by choice. So yeah. And the the clock. And you love cows. I am obsessed with cows. Although the thing is that I, you know, ranchers, (laughs) we know what they, (laughs) they tend to do with cows, but Maybe that's just maybe in my life I learned that they're such special special creatures and they should be cherished. So I hope that's I hope that's the case. It's really hard to say, but wow. Pretty wild. Amazing. Amaze. You know what else is also amazing? We have another ghoul talk coming up <gasps> and we need your stories. The spookiest ones you have. Mm -hmm. The most unexplained moments you've ever experienced. Send those to us. 
send at the Golden Ghouls Podcast at gmail.com. Doesn't have to be ghostly. It can just be something spooky or weird that happened to you that you can't explain. Right. We love it all. Good time. We love it. I mean, anything you guys want to hear? What do I not want to hear about? Emily's on her alien kick. Kylie always mm-hmm. loves aliens. Kylie might be an alien. <gasps> we like conspiracy theories. Are you the one? Are you the one I've been waiting for? Yeah. <laughs> I think she is. Anyway. I knew there was something is. special yes, hi, there. Me. Oh, God. A Kyle love connection. Old Kyle Y. But yeah, send us the <laughs> stories. The Golden Ghouls podcast at gmail.com. We need them. We want to share them. And we love you guys. Should we should we get freaking spooky? Because we're the Golden Ghouls. <laughs> Alyssa. Kylie. Emily. And it's time to get spooky. Ooh. All right. This week, it's getting scary. <laughs> it's getting creepy and spooky. We're going to Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Very frightening place. <laughs> Very spooky. And honestly, I'm surprised we haven't talked about it as a whole sooner because there are so many, like, key spots for paranormal investigators that they visit often. Like, Waverly Hills, which we talked about in episode 17, I think it was, about hospitals. But... We got some we got some heavy hitters tonight. So Yeah. It's true. Who who wants to take it away and get crazy? I mean, do you guys want me to? Yes, Emily. Okay. It's a it's a pretty big one. It's a huge one. So like at any time, feel free to jump in. You know how my mind works. Like it goes a mile a minute. I can't think of everything in this place. Is haunted. Is everything. It has it all. It it's like I said this like two episodes ago but this place really has it all it it's not holding anything back never heard of it before (laughs) (laughs) wish I wish I had because I love a good I love a good two-step a good country swivel and this place also has that Bob Mackey's music world y'all Mm-hmm. In Wilder, yes. Kentucky. Anybody ever it been? It slaps. It slaps? I, I have not, but I think it's... I know we're always making a list of places we have to go, but every paranormal investigator I know who's gone here is like, that place is fucked up. Really? <laughs> In the spookiest way, yes. I mean, it's, it's got a portal to hell, y'all. It does. Yeah, this shady dive bar, you know, uh, it was built by Bob Bobby Mackey in 1978. And uh, Bobby, he's a he's a good old country singer. He he had some, you know, he wasn't huge, but he had some hits, and he wanted a place to give the, to give the locals some tunes in his tunes. So he built Bobby Mackey's Music World. Little did he know, the place was spooked. You know. So it's got a mechanical bull, it's got line dancing, and it's got a portal to hell. Are you ready? Like, how'd this place so come ready. to be? You know? Oh, it's known. You know what they say? Come for the ghosts, stay for the music. <gasps> wow. So they're like, ghosts first, music second. They're saying that the music is what keeps you. <laughs> That's bold. <laughs> Damn. Good old Bob. I love it. But it's got a dark history, murder, suicide, human sacrifice. Holy shit. Let's start from the beginning. This place, this land, sits on on the east bank of uh, Licking River. I think that's what I wrote down. (laughs) The land is, like, rich in history, y'all. Native Americans were there. And then when... Always. Always, because it was their land. And then these settlers came, and I guess the, it became known as Lich's Station because there was, like, a railway there. But then they renamed it in the 1800s to Wilder. And in 1850, someone decided to build a slaughterhouse right mm. right where oh. this uh, Bob Mackey site is. 
the slaughterhouse was like known for its beef, obviously. <laughs> Sold it all over Kentucky and Cincinnati. But like they didn't really know they were very sanitary, you guys. Uh. Yeah, they I I don't know if they didn't know how to dispose of the blood and you know, the bones and everything. Mm. But they chose <laughs> to put it down a well in the basement of the slaughterhouse. Uh, Just like the ring. Yeah. Beautiful (laughs) thing. Oh, maybe maybe that's where they got the ring. It's Bobby Mackey's World of Music. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. That'd be crazy. Anyway, so they put they put all the the scraps down this well, y'all, and this the well connected to the river. So when it was dumped, it would naturally turn the river red with all the blood. Nice. And that is just way creepy and problematic, right? Yeah, that's not responsible disposal of uh, biohazard. It's really not. Is it biohazard when it's animals? I feel like it is. Good cue. I have no idea. (sighs) But, uh... Obviously, for un- unknown reasons, maybe because they weren't disposing of things right. But in 1890, the slaughterhouse closed down. And the building went unused for some time. But but then again, it didn't. Because there was a satanic cult in the area. Always. And they were like, this is the perfect place to do our rituals. I mean, of course. Of course it was. Mm-hmm. So they went down in that basement and they used that death hole well and and they and they made their sacrifices apparently. That's the legend, you know. Mm-hmm. There's no obviously written claims anywhere that these sacrifices took place, but that's what the people say. In 1896, you guys, a real murder took place on the land. Miss Pearl Bryan, her her decapitated body was discovered a few miles from the property. She was brutally murdered, her head chopped off, and it was discovered that it was actually her boyfriend, Scott Johnson, who was a dentist, a student dentist at the time, and his homie, Alonzo Whaling, they killed her. Why? She was pregnant. Oh, and they, shit. And this dentist student was like, well, look, I know some medicine. So he tried to perform an abortion. Holy shit. abortion, right? Then they wanted to cover up the job. So they cut her head off. No. That's what happened. Why did they have to cut her head off? Real nasty, nasty people. That is horrible. Did they find her head? It said... That the boys threw her head down the well. Oh no. My God. Yes. And that is what truly opened this death hole into the portal of hell. Yeah. I mean, the well is oof, the portal. The well is the portal. Yeah. Yikes. The mm-hmm. So they were sentenced to death, but then get this Alonzo, Mr. Walling. When he was sentenced, he was like, I curse this land. I'm going to haunt it for the rest of time because he thought he was innocent. I mean, he obviously wasn't innocent. You were there, homie, you know? You know, mental illness sometimes, it um, doesn't treat us well. And it sounds like he he needed help. He did. Mm -hmm. Serious help. Ugh. After that, the for years, the building, the slaughterhouse sat empty. But in, in 1920, it was turned into a roadhouse. And this place popped off during the Prohibition, you guys. Mm. Yeah. They had a secret bar and casino. So, like, all the mobsters were like, yeah, let's get this, you know. Nice. People came into town. They were like, yo, we want this place. You know, like mobsters wanted it. So a lot of threats happened. And apparently by like 1950, Buck Brady, who owned it, was like, "Mm, 
I'm moving to Florida. This is too tough. This business is too rat, <laughs> you know, too rowdy. So he he sold it in 1950, and that's when it was transformed into a nightclub called the Latin Quarter. And it was during this period that one of the most famous ghosts entered our roster, Miss Joanna. Miss Joanna. Yep. Joanna was a dancer at this nightclub, and she fell in love with this handsome singer named Robert Randall, soon became pregnant, dad was pissed, and he didn't like that. Apparently, he killed Robert. Lord. Mm -hmm. He hanged him in the, um, in, in, like, in the basement. That's what I read. Holy shit. Yeah. Heartbroken Joanna was like, I'm going to poison you, dad, you know? So she tried, but then, but I don't know what happened. It just said she tried, and then she ended up committing suicide in the basement in her dressing room. Jesus. And now she wanders the music hall in search of her lost love. Wow. How could you not wander? Brutal you know? story, man. Uh, yeah. Freaking horrible. By 1978, the building had witnessed, obviously, so much death. But Bobby was like, I don't know anything about this, and I want a music hall. So he bought it. And this is when all of the strange happenings started to occur. Apparently, while, you know, they were renovating the place, Bobby's wife was attacked by an unseen entity. Mm Mm-hmm. Contractors were slapped. No. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. That's bold. They were scratched. I told you this place slaps. (laughs) (laughs) She did say this place slaps and she did not lie. Dude, you were on it. It scratched them and then there were growling. Growling noises. Hmm. Yeah. Growling is so spooky. I, I don't fuck with that. It's just, when have you heard somebody growl? Whenever I hear people talk, talking about like a paranormal growl, they always say it doesn't, it didn't sound like a human and it didn't really sound like an animal. It just sounded really insane. Okay. <laughs> That's oh, like, great. Great. Okay. Do you remember the time that something growled in my ear while I was in Colorado and it like, mm-hmm. it didn't, it, yeah, I remember that's that. so true. It like doesn't sound human and it, it doesn't sound like an animal that you've ever heard before. It just doesn't sound right. Like it's, it's very unnerving. Okay. I don't want to hear it. You don't. But I get you. The only way to describe it is a growl. Okay. Grown men have been thrown across the room, y'all, in this place. Jesus. A woman dressed in white is said to appear in the parking lot and then suddenly vanish into thin air. Wonder who that could be. There have been numerous sightings of uh, the headless spirit of Pearl, Miss Pearl Bryan. Uh, Yeah. And Joanna as well. She likes to sing along to the music. Mr. Uh, Mackie's oh. tunes. She's singing. These sweet Cute. angels. I they know. just couldn't even catch a break. Yeah. Apparently, Pearl's head is sometimes seen a lot as well, like in the basement in certain places. Just a lone head yeah. hanging out? Right. Mm-hmm. Like on the shelf. No. No. Yeah. Furniture moves around on its own. There's sounds of banging mm. and nightmarish screams. Echoes from the wall. Yeah. Oh. It it kicks off. But the basement is what most people fear. Because it's a portal to hell. People <gasps> refuse to go in that area. They don't like the well. It's, ha- it's said that it has like super strange effects on people when they go near it. Which is something I absolutely do not want to mess with, obviously, since the black swan in. I'm not about things clinging to you and then traveling, Mm -hmm. you know. But it said that a mysterious cowboy lurks in this well, and he's the one that growls. That's what they say. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. And then many people believe, like, um, well, okay, so – 
when I said the clinging on to thing, the Ghost Adventures team was there. And apparently nice. somebody from their team, they said that the well had like it affected this guy and he ended up having a divorce and it was directly related to whatever happened at that well and that clung on to him and stayed with him. Imagine his wife. He's like, like, it's the well. It's not me. It's the well. (laughs) She's like, okay. I'm going to start using that excuse. Yeah. Crazy. It's the well. It's the well. So yeah, it's, um, it's pretty haunted. You guys, Damn. And they do offer yeah. nightly tours, so you can go there. I don't know if it's going on right now with everything, but um, yeah, they do it. They do it up. Just don't go near the Damn. well because invisible hands might push you towards it and you, you just might, you might get something clung to you. Holy shit. I mean, I love hands. So Kylie loves hands. You, you get to see the well on the tour. I don't, I mean, I think so. It says they offer nightly tours through the entire basement inclu- and through the entire building, including the basement. And for those that are brave oh. enough, like you can like go near it. Touch the well. Don't touch it's it. Prob- it's, did you mention, is it filled up with like cement or anything? I didn't read about that. I'll have to figure that out. I, I looked at there was so a picture imagine and it did look like it was like covered. safety purposes? Yeah, it looked like yeah. it was covered up. Like it didn't look like there was like a well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember because it, ha- yeah, it's been featured on Ghost mm-hmm. Adventures. It's been on Portals to Hell. Um, I don't know about Ghost Hunters. I'm sure it has sure. as many places as they've investigated. But I know the Paranormal Files has been there. So like, there's you can see this well yeah there's a bunch of pictures and i think i touch it i can remember it just looks like yeah it was like covered in cement there's like a few like boards around it so i'd have to look at it again i'm not i'm not touching it but i know that you daredevils might so yeah no yeah i'm not down for any if anybody says that something followed them home from a place then no not happening she's not doing it Mm-mm. mad respect cool. i'm not doing it either kylie is the daredevil so i'm doing it <laughs> well uh i i got a spooky one here and uh i'm gonna go for it so up. i'm surprised that we somehow didn't do this one on the haunted roads episode a few weeks back oh. but this is sleepy hollow road oh, what? and like how did we miss that? Yes. I thought there's one in New York, right? There is. Yeah, there's a couple. But this one is in Kentucky. It's uh, It borders Oldham and Jefferson County in Kentucky, and it's near Louisville. So they say... If so you know in, it's haunted. Huh? So you know it's haunted. Oh, you know it is. <laughs> it's called freaking Sleepy Hollow. I almost called it Spooky Hollow. <laughs> so um, it is. Mm-hmm. It is that, too. But honestly, if you name a road after a Washington Irving tale like Sleepy Hollow, like legends and rumors are bound to be stirred up about hauntings. But locals and visitors and paranormal experts alike swear that there is legitimate unexplained activity happening along this curvy tree covered two mile stretch of road. And honestly, mm-hmm. looking at it, like, I saw an aerial view of it. It's pretty much entirely covered by trees. So, like, not being able to see outside of this road. Nope. Spooky. But pictures of it in fall are gorgeous. Oh, okay. They have that, like, you know, the beautiful fall colors. So, mm. who knows? Get crazy. <laughs> anyway, there are a handful of stories and urban legends attached to the area. So, Buckle up, because we're literally going on a ride. It starts <laughs> with a story of a black hearse. Mm-hmm. So why a hearse, you might be wondering. Well, locals say that it's likely due to the fact that just beyond the road lies Herod's Creek Cemetery, where the hearse was likely traveling to back in the day. Mm. So maybe a residual haunting. You never know. 
But people who have experienced this phenomena say that it started to follow them. And then as they traveled down the road, it, um, it, it basically appeared out of nowhere. First, they would see the headlights in their rearview mirror. And then the hearse starts to increase its speed behind you. It's actually caused drivers to run off of the road no. and plunge into this 30-foot ravine no. that's on the side. That's terrifying. So, oh. yeah. So whether this is actually happening or people have just scared themselves to the point that they believe it and they start imagining it, I don't know. But there have been people who actually went off into this ravine because of seeing this hearse following them. So not cool. Be warned. Be warned. You have been warned. (laughs) So there's also... Cry Baby Bridge. I love that. After love the movie it. with Johnny Depp. Exactly. Knew it. He is just on the bridge. I knew it. He's the ghost. But Cry Baby Bridge, it actually sits over Harrods Creek. And today it's this like unassuming bridge made of concrete and steel, like pretty standard looking bridge, nothing out of the ordinary. No, out, blah, 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 out of the ordinary about it. But For a long time, it was this, like, old covered bridge, really spooky looking. So, on this bridge, according to legend, mothers would throw deformed or sickly babies and children off of the bridge and into the water. no, that's horrible. Uh, It was said that a lot of these babies and kids were either products of incest or bastards or sometimes the mother was a slave and her owner was the father so he would like force the women to go toss these kids off the side of the bridge pretty fucked up um but yeah they toss them in to be just washed away into the ohio river oh my god so dark and fucking twisted Mm -hmm. But story goes that on nights when the moon is full and skies are really clear, if you go and stand on the side of the bridge, you'll hear the cries and screams of children. Others have also heard what sounds like something or more specifically someone being tossed into the water. And some have even seen apparitions of women bent over the water as if in mourning for, like, their children who they tossed over. Oh. Yeah. So there's this guy named Todd Atterbury of witchery. Do you oh, my know God. Him? I talk about him, too. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> he has this website called gothichorrorstories.com. And it's so good. It's really good. Everyone should check it out. He seems really cool. Like, his dad, I think he said, was a grave digger. So he's got years and years of spooky information just like inside of him but check out this (laughs) anyway he had been interviewing locals and a few people told him the story of what they called the sleepy hollow witch who they've seen near the bridge so the people described the woman as older so it wouldn't make sense that she would have been the mother of one of these lost babies she's got to be someone else but they said that they were traveling on the bridge And when they rounded the corner, they saw a woman standing in the middle of the road. So Mm -hmm. one person swerved to miss her and ended up hitting the guardrail, while another person said they couldn't swerve, but they drove right through her and she completely disappeared. Oh, goodbye. Goodbye. I mean, Hello? <laughs> imagine not being able to stop and you're like, holy fuck, I'm going to hit this person. And then they completely disappear. Which one's scarier? I don't know. <laughs> Probably I would have just assumed person. I imagined it. Uh, yeah. I Trauma. I don't know. Sleepy Hollow Witch, though. She She's not right. So <laughs> <laughs> She ain't right. She ain't right. That's facts. Facts, <laughs> as the kids say. I'm learning so much lingo from TikTok. Um, Oh, oh no. (laughs) Yeah. They all say facts, (laughs) F-A-X. Anyway, I am aging myself. (laughs) So another of the lesser stories of Sleepy Hollow is that of what the folks call Devil's Point. 
which in the 70s and 80s um, was rumored to be an area where satanic rituals were held. So we got more satanic rituals in Kentucky. What's happening What is going on? So a bunch of residents that live nearby claimed that they used to hear chanting and screaming coming from nearby, but sometimes at night they will still hear it, even though no one can be found in the woods. So another residual haunting maybe? I don't know. Mm. It's also rumored to have been populated by bonfires and figures in dark robes, which is like ritual stuff. Like, what could that be? Something. Yeah. In this same area, people have reported driving through this stretch of the road and experiencing what they describe as a time warp. So, someone will start driving through this stretch of road at 11 p.m. And find themselves exiting several hours later. Oh, hi. So they look at the clock and it's like, where did the time go? You missed the traffic. Right? So (laughs) weird. Uh, Other reports note seeing apparitions of soldiers on horseback or on foot. Just about. They see them and they just vanish. Mm as well as a lot of light anomalies in the trees or traveling alongside their vehicle, like almost trying to speed to catch up to the cars. Aliens. Really bizarre. But a lot of people have tried to debunk these stories by saying that the legends were made up by teens in the 70s and 80s who used to visit the area kind of like thrill-seeking or use it as a makeout spot, which like... Oh, wow. Sick. (laughs) Um, but they would say that these, quote, devil worshipers, I know that they're referring to goths, probably. Um, <laughs> they said that these kids would drive hearses, which, like, total That's goth sick. thing. Tight. Cool. <laughs> not sick. devil worshipers. But. Facts. That, like, these spooky kids would probably, those, like, hearse driving kids those stories <laughs> probably lended themselves to the hearse story that people hear today. And then a lot of people said that these kids were stoned to the fucking bone. So mm-hmm. that would explain the time warps. Personally, oh, yeah. when I'm stoned to the bone, I don't experience time warps. But um, oh my God, don't they you were wish smoking that would something. <laughs> I don't know. They were smoking something special back in the 70s and 80s, though, yeah. apparently. So, uh, I don't know, y'all. It sounds pretty spooky to me. That's what I got. I like it. (laughs) She doesn't like it. I I would drive down. I I would drive down. Honestly, it does look spooky, but if I go in fall, it looks gorgeous. It really does. It's really pretty. The fall foliage is like, ugh, magnifique. I can't wait for it. Can't wait. She's going to get her hearse gassed up. I am. I am. I'm going to the dealership tomorrow. (laughs) So why don't we end this off? Unless, do you guys have other places to talk about? No. No ho ho. Let let us end it off with some bourbon at the old Talbot Tavern. Heck yeah. (laughs) Bourbon, baby. I don't know why that's my accent. (laughs) I like it. It almost sounded like, um, what's his name from The Spy Who Shagged Me? Austin Powers. Oh, yeah, it did. Like his distant cousin. That was not what I wanted to be, but I guess that's who I am now. (laughs) That's who I am now. (laughs) When will my reflection show? (sighs) Who she is inside. (laughs) So, this, this cute tavern, it's located in Bardstown, or maybe Bar... Bardston, if we were in Massachusetts, we would say it that way, but I'm I'm 99.9% sure it's Bardstown. Mm. It's in the old town square, and it's the building itself has been in use since 1797. So it was first built in 1797, although right above the door it says 1779. So what? Who's to say unless there's someone from al- from that time alive right now? Yes. So we're going to say were, circa. Maybe we're going to use my favorite words. The circa. numbers switched. Yeah. So there's this book 
Stories from the Haunted South that I've read a few excerpts from, and it's written by Alan Brown, and he's, he's the best. He's great, but he talks a lot about Kentucky. And he mentions that the original tavern uh, was built of stone walls, like two feet thick, with heavy ceiling timbers and two separate fireplaces to cook food. So it's like, it's pretty girthy, you know, it's not like mid-century modern tavern with like big windows and like delicate features. Like this place is thick. She thick. And yeah. you know She's what I mean? Boy. Yeah. And it originally had two guest rooms on the second floor. One was for men and the other was for women because it's the Elden times. Yes. Um, and indivi- I didn't know this, but individual rooms for guests did not become like popular in the U.S. until the early 19th century. So they were they were right before that. And then the other brick section um, of the tavern was built around 100 years later. So throughout its history, it's had many different names. It was first the Heinz House. It was the Bardstown Hotel, Chapman's House, Shady Bower Hotel, uh-huh. the Newman House, Talbot Hotel, Talbot Tavern, and the Old Stone Tavern. So this place Damn. couldn't make oh. up its dang mind. But I'm thinking maybe it was like changing with the times. It was like keeping on top of trends. Okay. So we're here for respect it. We respect it. it. Mad respect. You know? mm-hmm. That just- so it was makes me think. It was first um, used as like a, a fabric business and then it soon became a tavern. Who but George Talbot himself operated the tavern as it was the uh, the Newman's house from 1885 to 1912. Um, and then after it was called the Talbot um, Hotel. But in the stories from the Haunted South by Alan Brown, he mentions that within two years of purchasing the tavern, six of George's children died within the building. Six? Whoa. Yeah. I mean, it's me. And so I can't, I don't have any more information as to like why, but I'm like, all right, that's a sign right there that either this place was haunted before or had some type of like very negative energy or this is why it's haunted. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, kids, like, did die a lot back then, but that's a lot of kids to die that quickly. Within two years, yeah. So I'm like, I don't know if maybe there was some type of, like, sickness or... Did he have, like, a ton of kids? Like, maybe have, like, 30 kids? Yeah, I don't know. Their genes weren't so strong. It's a cue. Good cue. Uh, So today, it still is up. In operation, it's a restaurant and a bed and breakfast, and it's on the National Register of Historic Places, so we know it's it's legit. Um, according to its tradition, uh, people say the tavern has never closed since its opening in 1779. Not even for um, COVID? It, oh, that's a good cue. But hello. <laughs> Get with the fucking times. Maybe that's why all the kids are dying there. Read yeah, the room. exactly. I thought you guys were on top of trends. <laughs> read the room. Read the read the room. Speaking of, each room is named after a historical person who is said to haunt that room in the tavern. Damn. Ooh. So they're really mm-hmm. leaning into the haunting thing. Yeah, yeah. Which, I love the theme. I don't know. Maybe it was more of like a marketing thing, or if it's truly that haunted, they have they like have no choice. They're like, it wasn't our decision. <laughs> it was the ghosts. So this place is pretty poppin'. It's been featured on Food Network, Travel Channel, um, and a writer for Travel and Leisure magazine once described it as having slightly spooky charm, which I would say describes us as well. Yeah, I was about to say that's me. It us. That's you. De- that's you. Great definition. Yeah. That's us. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, this place has had a plethora, a smorgasbord of famous people. Um Visitors in the 19th century included future presidents Andrew Jackson, William Henry Harrison, and Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Not Lincoln's parents. April also stayed Ham there. Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, other other figures: uh, Henry Clay, who was the inventor of steamboats, mm-hmm. pretty big deal. Um, environmentalist John James Audubon, songwriter Stephen Foster. Oh. There's. I'm. I was kind of hoping for like a few more women on the list, but. Mm. it's fine it's fine yeah so we're gonna go back to todd atterbury of gothicstories.com who Alyssa has already mentioned p.s the 
actual name of the website is a little bit misleading to me um, because when I think of stories, I think that it's not necessarily facts, but this is, these are his actual like accounts. It's more Mm -hmm. like a blog and his, his journals and his, his experiences. And he mentions like the, the folklore and the tales with it. But what he is saying, he doesn't make anything up himself as far as I know. But he, Todd, writes of Jesse James, the Jesse James, who was known to spend a fair amount of time at the Talbot Inn. Uh, He was also the first person known to report a ghost under the roof. So if y'all need a refresher, which I'm sure you don't, but we love talking about him. Jesse James was an outlaw. Uh, Some saw him as Robin Hood. This was during like Civil War era. Some saw him as like a Robin Hood character, like for the people, like, yeah, fuck authority. While others saw him as a cold-blooded murderer. (laughs) He robbed trains. However, he didn't rob the passengers. Um, He was robbing a bank once and killed a bank teller. He mistook them for someone else. So that's kind of a big oops. You know, it kind of trashes your reputation a little bit, um, regardless of who you killed. Todd mentions in his blog that Jesse would often visit Bardstown as he had several relatives in the area, um, including a cousin who worked at the Nelson County Jail, which was right next door to the tavern. So James would visit the jail, you know, pretty often to hang out with his cousin. Fun fact, his his cousin was like a jailer, and then he went on to become a well-loved and respected sheriff. Um, but James would come by, hang out with his cousin, go right next door to the tavern and just get completely wasted. And then he would fall, he would go to sleep in one of the rooms. Mm. Like, all right, cool. That's sounds good. Right. Yeah. One evening when Jesse was, uh, as Todd says, well into his cups, which is a phrase I want to start using. <laughs> I got to go home. I'm, I'm well into my cups. <laughs> Uh, so he was he was he was drunk, and then you know he went to his room, got to bed, and he was all of a sudden like super startled by something in the room, and he apparently saw an intruder in the room, and so he took out his gun and he fired at him, only to see the figure vanish. So, and then another time, one of the murals, um, it was like they had a bunch of murals that were painted by some French artists um it it came to life and so Jesse was like holy shit (laughs) and so he reached for his gun his gun again and he fired at um these butterflies that were flying over plants in the painting and so to this day you you can yeah to this day you can see bullet holes in the murals at the uh at the tavern thank you Jesse at the butterflies I know. Go- what, I are you know. Gonna, what are you trying to kill ghost butterflies for? I know. I know. All right. I know. I'm like, maybe you were a cold-blooded murderer, you know, mm-hmm. in my eyes. Mm-hmm. So on the inn's website, an employee, and it doesn't mention who, though I would love to know, um, they mention that many accounts of paranormal activity over the years have included movements of objects, on their own, such as forks and glasses on the dining tables. Um, keys have disappeared in the front desk and they show up like on the floor or in random places later on in the day. Um, <laughs> this one's funny to me. Furniture has been known to start jumping up and down without any reason. I'm like, all right, is this Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> if I ever saw a piece of furniture jump up and down, like that's it, I'm done. Ja, Goodbye. Ja, ja, ja. I don't want to uh, be on this planet. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> uh, some have seen shadows walk out of dark corners into the light before uh, disappearing. So this employee also talks about the sounds that are heard. So there's often music or like old timey music. Um, they hear people hear clocks chiming in the middle of the night. Uh, doors opening and closing when no one else is in the building and footsteps basically everywhere throughout the day, like at any time. An old piano was heard playing by itself once, and often people hear disembodied voices. So a former bookkeeper of the tavern, um, I know I keep calling it a tavern and an inn, it's it's both. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Um, So the the bookkeeper mentions this story. So one night 
while she was closing, she was going up the stairs to take the money to the safe. And all of a sudden, she saw this man who was wearing a long coat walk across the uh, top landing, so the top part of the the room at the top of the stairs. Above the same, about the same time, the cook came from the kitchen and also saw this being with the long jacket. I'm picturing a petticoat. So they were both, you know, super surprised because no one else was supposed to be in the building. They were they were closing for the night, not for a long duration. Because remember, the old saying is, it's never closed. Uh, So they went upstairs and followed the figure through several rooms. And then they eventually saw him going through a fire escape door. Uh, So the bookkeeper and the cook, they went to go open the door to see if he had gone down the fire escape. Um, And he was standing on the landing. And he turned around to face the bookkeeper and then let out this, like, demonic hideous laugh and then just disappear yeah Yeah. so then about three weeks later she was watching this special on tv uh at home with her husband and they showed a picture of jesse james and she grabbed her husband's arm and she said oh my god that is the same face i saw the other night when the man disappeared so to this day she calls him Jesse James, and there have been reports of Jesse himself running around the uh, the the tavern, being a little weirdo. So he's he's always been into mischief, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if you'd like, I can share one other account. If you'd, if you so desire, we desire, yeah. my okay, lady. Let's see here. So there's another story of. A lady in white. Mm. Who? When is there not a lady in white? There's always one, right? And this employee says, "So several and several people, including myself, have seen a lady in white." And on one occasion, a there was a couple staying at the tavern, and they left in the middle of the night because of how horrified they were. Um, and apparently, they both woke up at the same time to see a lady in white hovering over them, like full-on ghost style. Mm -hmm. And she was looking down at them, and then she turned around and she floated out the window. So, like, for both of them to see that, dang. Yes. And that's also very bold of her. Like, that's that's very, like, classic ghost, like, hovering over you, flying out the window. And then the employee mentioned that um, one one day she had been uh, preparing the dining room for for dinner for her guests, and on three different occasions within that same day, she saw this lady walk through the Audubon dining room, um, and she would go into the room to check to see who was there, and she could never find this person, uh, but she was always dressed the same. She had on like a long white eighteen hundreds dress on and she was thin and had long brown wavy hair so this bitch is walking around like she owns the place which maybe she does (laughs) maybe she does um the tavern burned a significant amount in i want to say 1997 or 1998 it was restored but i mean we know what happens when there are fires at places you know that can sometimes let out some of the the spirits and can anger you know, some entities and entities and whatnot. Um, and then the restoration itself, that can also unleash some things. The employee was mentioning uh, that a few months before the tavern burned, uh, one of the guests was asking to speak to the manager. So her name must have been Karen. Uh, so <laughs> she met with the guest and he asked, he was like, yo, is our room haunted? And so she's like, oh, why? <laughs> what? Why are you asking that? And he told her that during the night, there were these, like, balls of, or we could say orbs, these orbs of light hovering over his bed. And then they were, like, bouncing around the room, waking him up. And he was like, yeah, some of them were different colors. They weren't just white. They were also, like, yellow and red. And at one point, he was trying to get up, but he felt like something was holding him down. And he said it felt like electricity was running through him, but, like, without pain. What? Weird. What the heck? I'm like, so you're saying your body was overtaken by energy. Mm -hmm. 
some other guests mentioned that the TV would come on and off all night. The heater would be turned up so hot that they couldn't even sleep. Uh, they would get up to turn it down and they would wake up again. It would be like so hot they couldn't even stay in the room. So I don't know if these ghosts are just playing jokes, if maybe it's just Jesse having a good time, or if they just want the guests to leave. There's only one way to find out, y'all. We're going to stay. We got to go. <laughs> we got to go. We're booking a, we're booking a night. Kylie yeah. loves to add to the list. Yeah, that's true. I respect it. You know, it's dreaming big because uh, who knows when we're going to be able to travel again. Yeah, we, we got to dream big. We got to think of something. <laughs> yeah. Keep ourselves sane. Once we can, we're going to be nonstop. All over you know? the place. We're going to be it's fucking true. haunted. Can't stop us now. Ooh, Watch like, out, ghosts. <laughs> damn, y'all. Kentucky is haunted. Spooked. Anyone Love it. out there have a spooky story from Kentucky? Freaking send it to us at the Golden Ghouls Podcast at gmail.com. I'm not kidding. We need stories and we need them now. We want to know what happened to you. We want to know <laughs> what happened to you. That's <laughs> beautiful. We do. Well, guys, that was a fun one, a spooky one. Lots of uh, white ladies in white, uh, spooky hands. Mm-hmm, haunted mm-hmm. wells mm-hmm, mm-hmm. babies All getting tossed over the bridge except for that yeah except for that that's not that cool but uh pretty pretty fucked up actually pretty, pretty wrong but on, <laughs> on that note uh we're gonna say we love you and uh <laughs> until next time stay spooky You've got a great singing voice. Thank you.